Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This happened around 2007. I have three kids. This will be important later. My husband got hired at the local railroad, but had to work the night shift. I didn't mind being alone at night at first. I would get the kids to bed, ages 14, 9, and 7. Then I would chat online or play games. I normally ended the night with a shower and it was usually about 2am. We decided to completely gut our main bathroom and rebuild it our way. So after it was finished, you would walk in the door and to the left was the tub, and right was the sink, and the toilet was beside a little wall that separated it from the tub. The pipes were in that wall. Now one night, I was showering and I heard the door open, and the shower curtain blew as if the door opened. I saw a silhouette of what looked like a man, so I called out to see if my hubby was home early. I looked and nobody was there. There was no other way out, and the window was tiny. I chalked it up to being nervous from being alone. I checked and the kids were all asleep. I went to bed and told my hubby the next day. He said I dreamt it. Well, sure enough, the next night, the same darn thing happened. I watched the shower curtain blow and a figure walked towards the toilet. Surely this had to be my oldest son who was quite tall. Again, it wasn't. He was dead asleep. This happened to me every night for over a week. Now one day I came home from going to the market, and my oldest son asked when did we get a cat. Um, we don't have one, I replied. He said a black cat walked back up the hallway and into my bedroom. Every morning I had to fuss at my daughter who was the youngest, because her toys would be strewn about her room. She swore her stuff was thrown at her during the night. Her one brother backed her story. Needless to say, she slept with me for quite some time. My oldest son could feel breath on his ear, as if someone was getting ready to yell into it and it would wake him up. The youngest son said something kept touching him and moving his favorite toy. It wasn't on the floor as if it fell, it would be across the room or in the oldest son's room. I had enough and spoke to a few friends about what to do. Being Wiccan, I felt smudging and laying salt while saying blessings was my best course of action. Things calmed down some and we ended up moving not too many years later. I've had a few creepy encounters, but that was the most terrifying. I figure when we gutted the bathroom that we released something. It was a very old house that we inherited after my husband's grandmother died. Thank you for listening. At the intersection of Butter and Egg Road and Charity Lane lies a small community known as Lick Skillet. A few houses, storage units, and lick skillet music and pizza barn are the only things that make up this small community. If you're lucky enough to live in lick skillet, it's quiet, everyone knows who you are, and for the most part, keep to themselves. In the late 1920s, a general merchandise store was opened where the lick skillet music and pizza barn stands today. 
The owner's cousin got into a fight in the store. No word on what exactly the fight was over, but things got heated quickly. After back and forth punches between the two, the cousin grabbed a skillet and uses it to send a blow to his opponent's head, ending the fight. Thus the name Lick Skillet was born. The music in Pizza Barn looks exactly the way you imagine. Wood planks make up the exterior with a sign that reads Lick Skillet. The interior is decorated with cowboy boots, hats, and of course, a skillet hangs on the wall. The Music Barn plays host to auctions on Thursday nights, home of the Lick Skillet Review, a band that sings gospel and bluegrass on Saturday nights, Cowboy Church on Sundays, and of course, a place to get hot fresh pizza. Lick Skillet Review is a band made up of a long lineage of singers that have for hundreds of years gathered at that same intersection to sing gospel on Saturday nights. It is said the singing of the gospel is done to ward away the evil that dwells there. You see, that intersection doesn't just play host to a one-stop cowboy shop. It's a mythological crossroads. For those that don't already know, a crossroads in this case is a location between the worlds where spirits can be contacted. A legend has it that it's the very crossroads where Jimmy Page sold his soul for his musical talent. The place where Airbud sold his soul for his acting talent. The place where the bullet was forged that killed Harambe. Even the place where the phrase Yee Yee was born. I'm not too sure about that last one, but it's a cowboy church on Sunday, so it's very possible. What makes this crossroads so special? You're not going to summon any ordinary crossroads demon. You're summoning the devil himself. There's a gravel lot across from the music barn meant for parking. That's where you do whatever ritual it is to summon the Dark One himself. I'm not sure what the ritual is, never being interested in doing it. Eternity is a long time and I'm not spending it in hell for a little earthly fame. I tend to just stay away from that aspect of Lick Skillet. Whether you need storage space, love pizza, dancing, or selling your soul to the devil, if you're ever in the area... Come on down and join us here at Lick Skillet. We'd love to have you. Powdery snow covers the ground. The snowstorm has subsided and only a few giant fluffy snowflakes fall gently to the ground. I find it relaxing to pick one out and watch it fall until it gets lost in the white landscape. Terrence, Maya yells. Damn it, Maya. The sudden break in silence causes me to almost jump out of my skin. You look like you're lost in your own little world over there. What are you looking at anyway? Nothing, just watching the snowfall. Maya is a petite raven-haired beauty. She has a contagious laugh that has a way of infecting everyone around her. It's never boring with her. She could find joy and entertainment and activities most people would find unappealing. Like being stuck in a house with no TV because the slightest hint of precipitation makes the satellite black out. I'm the luckiest guy in our high school to have her. That's what she tells me anyway. I know something we can do. Have you ever heard of the ghost paper challenge? Maya asks. Can't say that I have. A sly grin creeps across her face as she settles into her chair and begins to explain the ghost paper challenge. We will need a pen, paper... Uh, a candle, and your phone to keep time. 
Shortly before 3 a.m., we will need to kill all the lights in the house, gather ourselves and the supplies at the foot of the door, place the candle by the paper in front of the door, and at precisely 3 a.m., we knock on the door three times. Then we repeat a phrase also three times. What phrase? I interrupt. Would you give me a chance to spit it out? How rude. Sorry. Spirit of the door, I welcome you. Make yourself present and come through. I burst into laughter. Can you get any more corny than that? My laughter agitates her, and she responds with an insult. Is it corny, or are you just a big wimp? Alright, alright, no need for name-calling. This sounds more like a ritual than a challenge, but I'm down. What about your mom? She'll be pissed to get home from work in the morning to find me sleeping here. We'll just tell her you were snowed in. Don't worry about that. Let me handle her. It's 2.55 in the morning. We are in front of the bathroom door. Five more minutes before this ritual starts. I'm feeling uneasy, even knowing that this whole thing is just some stupid internet rumor and will produce nothing but disappointment. 2.56. Maya lights the candle. 2.59. My stomach is in a knot. Maya looks at me and says, Three questions. That's all we get. Two for me and one for you. Yeah, whatever. Three o'clock. Maya gives the door three hard taps and repeats the phrase, Spirit of the door, I welcome you. Make yourself present and come through. Three times. She grabs the pen and begins to write. Will Terrence and I be together till death do us part? That's sweet of her. But I couldn't help but wonder if she could have phrased it better. She put the pen on the paper and slides it halfway in the crack between the door and the floor. We wait. Nothing is happening. I told you this was bullcrap. Maya lets out a sigh of disappointment. Oh, okay. Let's go. No sooner than we stand up, we are startled by the paper being snatched under the door. After a few intense seconds, the paper slides back out with the words, Yes, you will, written under her question. Maya lets out a squeal of excitement at this. I stare at the paper in disbelief. What the hell? I told you it was real? No, it can't be. One of your girls has been hiding out up here, so y'all could pull this prank on me. It was a good one, I'll give you that. Had me for a minute. Terrence, this is no joke, it's real! Maya exclaimed. Bull! One of your friends is behind that door, I'll prove it. I reach up and turn the door handle, pushing it open. No! Maya screamed. The door flings open. I grab the candle to illuminate the bathroom to reveal... nothing. The bathroom is completely empty. You're not supposed to open the door, Maya said with a frightful tone in her voice. I exit the bathroom back into the hallway. This can't be real. She doesn't get to answer before the candle goes out. We both frantically try to relight the candle, but it's like trying to start a fire with a wet stick. A low guttural growl comes from the bathroom. A pair of red eyes radiate from the darkness. I strike the lighter to illuminate the face of an old man, gray hair with deep wrinkles, and a rotten tooth smile that screams I'm going to kill you. The old man lunges at me. I fall and bash my head on the corner of the door and black out. I open my eyes. Everything is blurry and spinning. I've only drank once in my entire life. 
but I compare that feeling to that of being drunk. My ears are ringing, but I can hear muffled voices in the distance. I gain my hearing back first. The muffled voices turn to screams. It's not Maya. It's... It's Maya's mom. The sensation of extreme cold rushes over me. It suddenly hits me. We're outside. My vision slowly clears up. Maya's mom is holding Maya in her arms. She keeps screaming at me. What have you done? What had I done? I don't remember anything after hitting my head. I glance at my surroundings. The snow is stained red with blood. I hold up my hands. They are covered in blood, but I feel no pain from an injury. Did I hurt Maya? I couldn't have. I would never. I loved her. My sentencing is tomorrow. I'm 16 and being tried as an adult for the murder of my girlfriend. I was possessed by a door spirit isn't exactly something my attorney is willing to run with. I'll likely spend a majority or all of my life in prison. So I type this as a warning. Please do not attempt the ghost paper challenge. <laughs>